0: up for debate presents the ballad of rocky balboa tonight episode number 178 recorded april 30th 2020 chapter one rocky
1: hey you got something for me yeah there was some guy here from miles Juggins looking for you they need sparring partners for follow creek put me on There's a car what was it here about an hour ago they probably looking for sparring partners for Creed, you know I said that before, you dumb dago. You know, I've been coming in for six years, the six years you've been sticking it to me. I wanna know how come. You don't wanna know. Yeah, I wanna know how come. You wanna know? I wanna know it how- Okay, I'm gonna tell you. Because you had the talent to become a good fighter. And instead of that, you became a leg breaker. Some cheap second-rate loan star. It's a living? It's a
0: waste of life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Up for Debate presents. Uh, I am Sean Jennings, joined as always uh, by a man who does all of his workouts in the meat locker. It is Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt.
1: Yo, hey, yo. What's going oh. on, Sean?
0: Yeah, hey, we, yo, that's it's, uh it's the my classic Matt Rocky. over here. Yeah, it's my friend Matt. What are we still, Matt. Yeah, you just got <laughs> years of practice.
1: <laughs> you got it? I think you have you have you been practicing with that? Years, <laughs> honestly, practicing in the mirror.
0: It's I'm truly anyone who's listened to game nights or anything knows I'm terrible at impressions and I'm terrible at voices. But I feel like Sylvester Stallone is. It's kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger, where it's pretty easy to do. Because <laughs> you guys just got talk like you got a bunch of muscles in your mouth. <laughs> yes, it, basically. So did yes. you know um the fa-
1: the famous? Did you know Sean the famous uh the famous Accent, I guess you could call it the the mannerisms of uh, Sylvester Stallone, Rocky Balboa. You know where they came from. You know, do you know why he talks like that?
0: Yes, because he's originally from New Zealand. Most people don't know that.
1: Oh, um, not quite, <laughs> not quite. <laughs>
0: Sorry, um, couldn't resist.
1: Actually, it's uh, so uh, according to the um, according to the story, according to his his biography. When Sylvester Stallone was born, he had to, I guess had the 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 procedure of him being born, I, I don't know how to say it, I guess was a little complicated. So the doctor had to remove him from his mother's womb using forceps. Okay. And according allegedly one of the forceps like um caused some kind of neural damage. And the neural damage affected, like, his, it gave him a drooped lip for the oh, rest of his life. It says and right, that's why he talks like that.
0: Yeah, it says right here on his Wikipedia page, Um you're right, used two pairs of forceps during his birth. Misuse of those forceps accidentally severed a nerve and caused paralysis in parts of Stallone's face. As a result, the lower left side of his face is paralyzed, including parts of the lip, tongue, and chin, an accident which gave him his signature snarling look and slurred speech.
1: There you go. Wow. So... Yeah, so it's, it, he uh, He kind of, I guess he, I think it, it adds a lot to the character, because the character is this punch strong boxer, who, you know, w- would sound just like... Uh, I mean, it's like the that, role he's you know? born to
0: play. Also, considering he yes. wrote it. Uh...
1: <laughs> and directed it,
0: yeah. Did he direct it? No, he didn't direct I this he one. Play. He, he directed Rocky's 2 through 5, or 2 through yes, 4, I'm right. sorry, and then... He didn't direct Rocky 5 but he did direct Rocky Balboa or something this, like that.
1: This this movie was directed by Erwin Ir- Winkler. Or no, uh, in direct- relation to Henry Winkler?
0: No, it was produced by Irwin Winkler. Um, it was directed by John G Avildsen. Oh, you're right. I don't who, know how to read. Who Sorry. also, who also <laughs> directed uh, Lean right. on you're Me, by Winkler. Uh, Neighbors, and he also directed the first three Karate Kid films. Oh, yeah, nice. So there you go. Okay.
1: It, it, still, any any relation to Erwin Winkler? I mean, Henry Winkler, Erwin Winkler, or Henry Winkler. Uh not,
0: so. his, uh, not according to his. Not according to his Wikipedia no no no
1: hmm all right just just the same last name but he then.
0: but he did direct irvin Winkler did direct the absolutely terrible 1995 uh Sandra Bullock film the net
1: oh totally memorable film mm-hmm
0: Yep, I think Very, he got a, uh, that's one for everyone's DVD collection. <laughs> uh, the, the 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 great age of early Internet themed movies. Um, Matt, we're uh, doing a series <laughs> here on the Rocky films in yeah. case people couldn't figure that out. We're going to do all of them uh, in order from Rocky all the way to Creed 2. Um, Matt, this was your suggestion. Why did you want us to talk about the Rocky films?
1: Uh, I suggested them because, so, I, originally this is before all of the, you know, not to date this episode or anything, but the, all of the, the turmoil that everyone is facing right now due to the the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I had picked these movies just because they're great great movies, some of my favorites of all time. Uh, but they're also really inspiring movies. So, I guess the timing just kind of lined up with... Um, the the pandemic going on you know now is really kind of the best time to uh it, it, to to I think I think I think it's kind of the best time to go over these movies and watch them and uh, talk about them because they they are pretty inspirational and uh, we we kind of need something like that nowadays you know
0: I think it's great I mean it's uh, what's exciting for me I, I haven't seen a single Rocky film ever. Um, and so what's exciting for me is obviously not only the film's iconic, but they span such a long period of time. I think that was one of my favorite things about our James Bond series was we got to watch it change over time. And Rocky is very different from Rocky Four, is very different from Creed uh, because it spans such a period of time. That's what I'm really excited about.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, every every movie it, like. Every movie tells, I think, different themes, but at the same time, there's enough there that keep them all connected to each other, and that's what that's what make them that's what that's what I love about them.
0: Yeah, it kind absolutely. of makes
1: them makes them special. Uh, every movie, you see the the kind of the progression of Rocky as a character, but you also see a little bit more of his flaws. And um, get get more of a you get a different side to him I think in in, in every movie, um, and and how he reacts to the different situations that that uh, face him. Uh, it's also a, it's a pretty um, I think it's a it's it's very unique. You don't really see many movies that center around, you know, one pro athlete kind of going through their whole career. You don't see many series of movies that that follow that, like you know, you you don't really see one. There's not there's not usually you'll see like a standalone baseball movie or a standalone like movie about a football team or a baseball player. But for uh, for Rocky, you kind of get to see him throughout his whole life.
0: Yeah, well, and and it's also going to be interesting, I think, to watch the evolution of boxing. You know, I think if this had been a, a basketball star or a, or a football star, you know, those sports haven't really changed that much over that time. Uh, what's interesting about boxing is when we talk about 1976, when the original Rocky came out, boxing was in a different place than it was by the time Rocky Balboa came out in 2006 or Creed II came out a couple years ago. You know, the, the sport also evolved along with uh, the character. So I think that's also going to be interesting to watch.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's extremely true. Like as as Rocky becomes more relevant or irrelevant, depending on which movies you're watching. Uh, so, too, does boxing kind of take a different shape and form. So.
0: So uh, so we're going to begin today with the very first film, 1976, Rocky, um, the film, as we mentioned before, directed by John G. Edvildsen, uh direct uh, starring and written by. Sylvester Stallone as the titular Rocky, of the Philadelphia boxer himself. Matt, where do you want to begin on this one?
1: Um, I think we could we could start on the setting. Okay, talking about why it's set in uh, in Philadelphia. A, a lot of the, this movie, you get the vibe that I think Stallone didn't really know how big it was going to be. God, I think no. he really just wanted to make a movie. Um, this was really like the true meaning of of a, of a passion project. This was like so, an idea that he got in his head watching boxing as a kid, uh, and I think that choosing Philadelphia as a city uh, kind of reflects that. You know, he didn't he didn't set this in Miami or San Francisco or L.A. You would probably expect L.A., especially for like a, a big, if, if a big high grossing. Blockbuster movie, especially and coming out at this time, nineteen seventy six, but um, but no, he sets it in in the city of Philadelphia, and uh, a lot of that had to do with Sil- Stallone himself, right, um, and his own experience growing up in Philadelphia,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or rather in um, in New York City, near nearby Philadelphia. Reason he didn't he didn't pick. Uh, New York City. I think um, I read somewhere that he wanted it to be. Uh, he wanted if he saw Philadelphia as kind of like an underdog city, underdog to to New York, underdog to Boston. Like it's, it was kind of its its own like rugged city. I think another reason Sean is is I mean, the more practical reason here is is probably just that it was cheaper to film there. Correct me if I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, but, no, a hundred percent. I mean, the overall budget for the film was one million dollars, which is really. Nothing pennies um, for, for a movie like this. That's why it is such a simple. It's not a particularly crazy stunt movie or or crazy shot movie. It's a pretty simple movie in a lot of filmmaking respects. That's partly why. Also, you know, I, I don't know if it was written before or after knowing the location, but sort of it. it they at least use the setting of Philadelphia to play into the plot that it was the bicentennial fight, obviously Philadelphia playing an important role in 1776 um, and the birth of the country, I think also played really well um, into the plot.
1: No, yeah, I totally agree with you. The, the, the year of uh, the, the film being released 76 centennial, uh, it, it also contributes to the meaning, the meaning behind uh, behind the location. By the way, one of the most famous scenes in the movie uh, involves Rocky, you know, like running through the city, running through the streets of Philadelphia. It's obviously, the most famous scene when he goes up to the the steps of the Philadelphia Art Museum. Uh, n- all of that is um, none of none of that is is uh, I should say none of that is. Uh, like closed-off streets, permit shooting—no, that's all done uh, what they call guerrilla style. Guerrilla style is just where, like, you just literally just grab a camera and start filming. So all those people—they're th- th- not extras; those are actual people that are just hanging out on the streets that day. Uh, and um, it, it, it gives, gives, the, gives the movie a more natural, filmed-in look. And again. Saves a lot of money when you don't have to secure any permits. So
0: yeah, and it was uh, uh, it, it was also very interesting as well that uh, in this movie, Garrett Brown, uh, who was one of the I don't know if he was the lead cinematographer or one of the cinematographers, uh, but this was only the third film ever to use the new invention of the Steadicam, uh, you know, a counterweighted camera that uh, created smooth shots while in motion. Uh, they used it on on that whole sequence, running up and down the stairs. Uh, it was only the third movie ever where they had used it, um, and the first one to win a Best Picture using it.
1: Yeah. the uh, I didn't know that. The SETI really revolutionized the uh, use of the SETI cam.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The first what is action- the, Yeah?
1: What, what is the... I was just going to ask what the... Um, do you know like the mechanic behind that? I, I know next to nothing about cinematography. So
0: Yeah, so it's the same, you What's know, we a- we used to joke about the the Bubba cam in the XFL, right? And he would run around with that rig with oh, the yeah. camera on it. That was a steady cam. Essentially what it is, is it's just a um it's essentially just counterweighted. And so, um if you think about it, uh, a steady cam combines the stabilized steady footage of a tripod mount with the fluid motion of a dolly shot. Um the Steadicam's arm is hydraulically weighted to absorb jerks, bumps, and shakes, while the frictionless gimbal gives precise control of the camera. So basically, you can be running with it, and it will stay steady because there's a, a hydraulic-type arm between the camera and your body that's adjusting for that motion. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. That So well, um, what would be another... The steady, what, what other use for the steady cam would you have besides like big movies? What it, could it be? Sports, sports, I, is I huge.
0: you know, whenever, whenever you sports, see right? yeah. in a, in a football game, like after they score a touchdown, a guy runs on a field with a camera and gets that nice shot of running in and going up to the players as they're celebrating. That's on us. That's essentially on a steady cam. I mean, that man is running, moving all around, but because he's holding this rig is attached to his chest and his body and he's actually holding it. Um, it's absorbing that motion and creates that smooth running shot.
1: Oh, nice. Yes, I've actually... Looking at some, some pictures now. Yeah, yeah. I've,
0: I've actually used a steady camera rig before, which was a fun. My last company gave me a budget to go rent some camera equipment, and I made sure to rent one of these. Um, and it really is absolutely fascinating. I mean, it, it does create a shot that it, it's amazing how... Um, stable they can they can be while you're moving, but you also have such movement of the camera as well. I mean it's really cool technology. They now have robotic ones and they, they have a lot of high-tech ones. Uh, the original ones obviously weren't as weren't as complex.
1: Yeah. So so we've talked about the Bubba cam. Now the steady cam. We talked about the sky cam. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah. We're getting very technical oh absolutely people come here to learn how to make a movie if once everyone listens to every up for debate episode they'll know how to make a movie that's my promise
1: (laughs) how to make a movie and how to make a DD campaign
0: yes we will hook you up
1: really the game night (laughs) Uh, and how to write a short story
0: yes honestly all the steps it takes to create how to write a movie how to how to shoot a movie how to we'll do it all
1: Yep. Uh, and see, we're like we're like our very own Skillshare right
0: over here. Oh man, I can't believe we do this for free. Be, beekeeping,
1: interior design—we've got it all covered.
0: Yeah, man, we're you should people should be getting college credit for this. Yeah, really. Um.
1: By the way, that really quick that that scene that we were just talking about with uh, Rocky running through the streets of Philadelphia. Uh, at one point, there's a a man that. Uh, throws him an orange. He's like a like a fruit staller, yes, basically. And I used to think when I saw that scene that that guy was somebody famous, like maybe he was the director of the movie. Oh, a cameo, and it was like a little homage or a cameo. But in turn, the truth, truth is actually uh, better. Here. Uh, the, the The truth of it is that the man who throws him the orange is actually a real life fruit vendor who had no idea he was in the movie, and. Just threw him the orange. Didn't even know that. Didn't even know that the movie was being filmed. I guess didn't see the steadicam. Um, he just kind of like just saw a guy running and threw an orange at him, and uh, and uh, Rocky catches it in one take. So Stallone catches it one take, um, runs away with the orange, makes for a really great little
0: scene. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So the guy, the guy didn't know until after the movie had come out and he saw himself throw Rocky the orange. Guess he was like, hey, that's me. Like <laughs> that he was in the movie. The movie.
0: Kinda Uncredited.
1: Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uncredited, awesome. unpaid. Not a member of SAG. But then again, none of none of these people were. Uh, they were them were extras. They were all just they just happened to be on the streets of Philly that day.
0: Well, there's a great uh sort of fun fact where you know there's the scene in the movie where they go into the um, ice skating rink and and Rocky pays off the Zamboni driver because it's after hours. Uh you know the original script had them shooting during regular business hours but they couldn't afford to hire the extras that would have been necessary for the scene so they just changed the script so it would happen uh, at night
1: <laughs> Yeah I, I do remember hearing that and it it, it actually made, I think it added to the mood too kind of gave oh yeah, it definitely. more like a private setting Yeah Um so let's get into the let's get into the the inspiration for Rocky and like, like kind of the where it comes from the uh, the inspiration for writing the screenplay uh, came from Stallone watching uh, a particular fight. It was the Chuck wepner Muhammad Ali fight it happened on March twenty fourth, nineteen seventy five. So it was it was a he had he watched this fight that um, was a. Uh, it, it was it was a uh, it was supposed to be an upset, right? Ali, heavyweight champion at the time, just nobody's going to beat him. Uh, and Webner, this guy Chuck Webner, kind of a wash-up. He was kind of like a has-been. He was um, in his late thirties. He was uh, moderately talented, but not really. He was he was quality. So everybody, it, it was supposed to be just a complete blowout. Um, the the uh the fight however even though it ended with ali winning uh Wetner quote unquote went the distance in the fight he he um the fight lasts longer than anyone expected um he refused to be knocked out I think the the fight ended with a um a, a decision. it was a te- yeah technical well technical knockout
0: yeah, he was knocked uh, out. I don't just, really know
1: too much about boxing.
0: Yeah, he te- technically Rocky does make it farther in the movie. Um, he he was knocked out with seconds mm-hmm. left in the fifteenth round, so he doesn't technically survive the whole fight and go to a decision.
1: Right, right. Webner does. So right. that's, that's or he he uh, yeah. So uh, that was the inspiration. Him him going the distance, I guess, was the inspiration for Rocky. You know, Rocky standing in for Webner, uh, and um. Uh, Apollo Creed, standing in for uh, Ali in this case, which makes sense because uh, Apollo Creed is all famous and uh, everybody, everybody knows Ap- Apollo Creed. He's he's like the most famous boxer in the whole, uh, the whole business. I guess the only the only difference here is that Stallone is kind of like an upstart, or I should say, Rocky is kind of like an upstart in the movie. He's he's a rookie, like no name, whereas people knew Chuck Wepner. He just wasn't. He just was nowhere near thought to be on the same level as Ali.
0: Yeah. Uh, and he was
1: also approaching the end of his career, kind of like washed up and, and done.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, 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 I try not to be a real picky guy when it comes to movies and sort of nitpick at the logic, but I will say that this movie goes through hilariously complicated loops to get Rocky to fight Apollo Creed <laughs> where it's like, cause in no world, cause you're right. Like, Chuck Webner was a, an actual good boxer and like was a guy it would make sense. And like, but you can't do that in the movie. So it's like, oh, okay. I get like a boxer may break his hand. I'll have to get another boxer for Apollo Creed to fight. And it's like, there was nobody else they could have found like weeks in advance to do this. And then even if they couldn't find somebody, like they just looked through a picture book and picked a guy because his name was the Italian Stallion. <laughs> like, like it was, it was, even I was like trying to be reasonable, but I'm like, eh, that's a, Bit of a stretch.
1: Wait, what? What, do you, what did you think was a stretch that they
0: that, that, that Rocky that fights they, Apollo they, uh, Creed? Like, I get like, in what world oh, would the, you that the fight happens? Could okay. you could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine a world where Muhammad Ali is gonna fight some other great boxer, George Foreman? I don't know that many boxers, and George Foreman breaks his hand, and then they somehow can't find a single other named boxer to fight him. So he just goes into and he says, I'm just going to pick a guy off the street and kick his ass in the ring. Like, that's not <laughs> a thing. Like, it doesn't make sense.
1: Isn't it? But isn't it Rocky who who wants to fight, though? I, like, he doesn't just say, oh, I'm going to fight this guy in the crowd. Like, I think.
0: Well, but at first, Rocky goes. I don't know,
1: Trey, Trey does kind of pick him. Yeah.
0: I mean, Rocky goes in and thinks he's just going to be a sparring partner. He doesn't even think he's going to fight. Apollo, and then and then he has to sort of almost be talked into it.
1: Yeah, he's basically going to be like a almost like a human punching bag for uh, just for Apollo Creed to beat up <laughs> for, for for Creed. Yeah, just just a, just like a stand-in. Um, he doesn't. I don't think he really is aware that he's supposed to even fight back that much. But uh... oh, I, I just got very distracted because apparently Wikipedia has its own. Wikipedia page for Go the Distance. The phrase, Go the Distance, ah. has its own Wikipedia page. A long Wikipedia page, too. Very long one. For uh, Says the distance in boxing refers to the full number of rounds in a match. It is frequently used in the expression, going the distance, which means fighting a full bout without being knocked out. Interesting. Okay. Like- I didn't know that was an official term I thought that uh okay and then we get into the Queensbury rules of boxing and okay
0: it's a whole another whole another podcast there not not but, we are not boxing yeah. experts
1: not yet we're not Sean Ooh. but the, you know what this quarantine this quarantine lasts a long time we can become experts in a lot of
0: things do you, do you think uh, this series ends at home do you think this series ends with us boxing against each other
1: uh, I think the series ends with us uh, kind of in the ring. And and I picture like, uh, you're like, all right, Matt, you want to do this? And I'm like, just ring the bell. And then you're like, you sure? And I'll and I'll say, Sean, just ring the bell. And then you'll go, all right, ding, ding. And then we'll both like pull f- fists back like we're about to punch. And then camera will freeze. And all of a sudden we'll be graffiti
0: on a wall of Philadelphia. Well, I have the Tiger, please. That's I I would love nothing more. I would love nothing more. <laughs> did you more. get that
1: reference, Sean? Did you make it did you make it to Rocky Three yet?
0: No, but no, I actually I've only watched the first one so okay. far. But that is one of those like generic pop culture things that has just been referenced in so much stuff that I understood it. That's what's fun about watching these That's movies good. that have been so popular for so long. Where it's like I like even I knew like Adrian, Adrian, like even I knew what that was <laughs> without having seen the movie. And I was like, okay, so it's all starting to, you know, the montage and all that kind of stuff just everyone knows, even not having seen the movie.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of cultural references here. Uh, Rocky punching the meat. Oh, yeah. Um, One of the um, great ones, him hitting the slab of beef. um, And uh, I think one of the best um, references is him drinking the eggs. Yeah. Him drinking the raw eggs, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was, I was desperately trying to figure out uh, if if he actually did drink eggs in that scene. I, I was not, I was unsuccessful. I'm sure he did. There are some some apocryphal sources say those were real eggs. Some say that it was like some kind of a substitute, like a trick of the camera.
0: Why wouldn't he just drink they, like, the switched eggs? Switched out
1: orange juice at the last minute. Uh, it's not all that good for you, Sean.
0: Well, I know, but he just does it for one shot of I, the movie. I, I, I mean, yeah. you know? it would be very funny if they did like thirty takes of that scene, and he ended up drinking like forty <laughs> eggs.
1: <laughs> Sir, you have salmonella poisoning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it. Drinking it, it was worth it. It was so it realistic. Was uh, I love Apollo lo- Creed. I love my eggs. Going down. I gotta have my morning eggs. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, yes, according
1: to uh, Slate.com, uh, raw eggs can house an egg-borne bacteri- bacterium, uh, which can cause chills, diarrhea, muscle weakness, and dehydration. And ne- All ne- big negatives before a big fight. <laughs>
0: yes, Yes, I don't know where... I don't, yeah, you don't no, want I, that. I don't know if that ever was. Like, I'd love to know the origin. Like, I doubt they just made it up for the movie. It has to have some sort of, like, old-time... I mean, because there were, like, crazy remedies like old boxers and athletes would do that today you're like, no, that actually is worse for... You know, like... I, I not to get off topic at some point we have to talk about the uh, was it was at the 1904 Olympics in St. Louis is just a great story if you've never heard it. But anyway, they decide to experiment on the athletes during those Olympics and purposefully not give them water to see what would happen. Um, that's an actual thing. Uh turns out it's bad hmm. and you shouldn't do it. But that was like sports science back in those days. Really? Um, and so maybe at oh, some point <laughs> uh, at some point, maybe eggs were like an acceptable thing and then we finally realized that was stupid right in the mid-70s. I don't know. I will say one thing.
1: According to Healthline.com, um Healthline.com, Sean, you're gonna yeah. want to you're gonna want to uh oh, this apparently not only is drinking raw eggs unsafe, but it also apparently it has the same benefits as cooked eggs except Protein absorption is a low is lower in mm-hmm. raw drinking raw eggs, so so it's actually healthier to cook the eggs. You're not you're not getting as much protein from drinking the eggs as you would from them. And for a boxer, I think the whole point there is is getting the protein.
0: Rocky doesn't have time. He on. doesn't have to, Matt. He's he's running out down the mean streets of of Philadelphia. <laughs> he doesn't have time to cook the eggs. No time. The fight's big fights yeah, coming up.
1: I think it's exactly what you said. It's It's got to be like some kind of old, old-timey folk wisdom. Like, raw eggs will build character. I, I can't even like imagine.
0: Uh, you know, you did mention one thing uh, that I briefly want to circle back on, which is the, the meat locker. Which, actually, I think it's a clever mm. idea for the movie. I'll give them credit. Like, oh, punching beef is like punching a human body better than a bag. Okay, like, I'll buy that. But I loved the, uh, I loved the scene where the news reporter is is shooting in the meat locker and all I could think of in my head was could you imagine sitting at home and you're watching the local news you're just an average Joe watching the local news and all of a sudden there's a report in a meat locker with this burly guy you can't understand what he's saying punching on a bunch of dead beef (laughs) It was very strange. That, that was like, I get why because of the movie, but I was just thinking like in, a, in the real world, this interview would be like viral today because it just wouldn't make any sense at all.
1: Just be like, um, sir, can, can, I, can we help you? What are you doing here?
0: Why? What? And then Paul Inkey the trying to get in. My, my beef. My
1: beef. What are you doing? You can't uh, get your t- hands. Get t- out of here. T- you t- might have I'm t- coronavirus. T- I'm tenderizing the beef. <laughs> I'm tenderizing <laughs> the beef. Big legend easy, easy digest. <laughs> Eat it with my with my raw
0: eggs. Yeah. <laughs> raw beef and raw eggs and Rocky is dead by the end of the movie. Yeah.
1: yeah. The scene where he's supposed to run through Philadelphia, they just have like wide angle camera shots of like the different parts of the city he's supposed to run through. And then the final shot is the is the boxing ring with Apollo Creed standing there with his arms raised. And on the jumbotron, it just says "Rocky Balboa in <laughs> memoriam." <laughs> <laughs> died of salt vanilla poisoning. <laughs> it's like he was supposed to fight here today, but he died of of, of bacterial poisoning. He uh, got an amoeba from from eating raw beef, and
0: raw eggs. Me, me, meanwhile. Uh... <laughs> Burgess Meredith is just like, I shouldn't have had to meet those. I can't do his great yelling impression, <laughs> but uh, I shouldn't, shouldn't nah, have had to yeah. meet the bags. Bad advice. Oh, like... God. This movie oh, had man. great. Can we
1: talk about how great. Yeah. The great accents. Great, great movie for, for accents. But well, we got to we... talk about how great Burgess Meredith is. Oh, my this God. Movie.
0: Incredible. I, I wrote in my notes, this Phenomenal. movie, this, this movie has great shouting. Like, I loved all the shouting in this movie because everyone shouts in the movie. Uh, Stallone is great at shouting. Um, and yeah, Burgess Meredith, man. Not, not you know, like, again, one of those things I knew about Rocky before going into it was like this character. He's been parodied before and stuff just because he's so over the top. He's not even in the movie that much, to be honest. Um, and I wish there was almost more of him because it is so funny the way he talks and what he says. These
1: characters are extremely important in the Rocky movies. The, the Rocky franchise has a lot of, they introduce a lot of great side characters that, uh, uh I think you'll, you'll, you'll see as you watch the, uh, every movie has its own unique, uh, team of, of, of friends of Rocky, of allies of Rocky, of, of, of great, some really great nemesis of Rocky, nemesis, nemesis of Rocky.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's, It's as much of the film as I think of as as Rocky himself. Just everybody around him, kind of equally, makes the movie.
0: It it is an odd cast of characters. I
1: I have to be honest here. Never really was a fan of um, the actress who played Rocky, uh, Adrian. Never was a fan. Yeah, she, she was didn't... fine. Yeah, I, I get that she was kind of supposed to be, like, she was always supposed to be like second. She wasn't really like she was supposed to be like shy and bookish, and she does a good job of coming across as that. But a little one note, I I thought, um, in these movies, never really believed it. Never really was believable that like Rocky would. You guess, go for someone like her, I guess. I I wish she had a little more pizzazz, like a little more something to her. I don't know.
0: I, you know, I I agree. I agree a lot. Um, And that opinion feeds into one of my overall opinions about this movie, which is um, it's a tale of two halves. I think the first half of the movie is slow, boring, and I don't care for it. And then the second half of the movie is cool and fun and exciting. And actually means something because I feel like that entire th- that entire first half of the movie. There's long shots of nothing happening. Um, it, it's it. I wrote here in my notes. I cannot tell if Stallone is a good actor or not. Um, it, it, it doesn't get fun until halfway through. We see quiet Adrian where it's kind of weird. Um, even Polly doesn't have that much going on until the second half of the movie. And it really kicks into gear when we start getting closer to the fight, Adrian becomes actually more of a character and more talkative. Polly becomes more of a character. We get more Apollo Creed, which is he's. I mean, we can spend all night talking about Carl Weathers, who's just fantastic. Um, but, but for me, that's it's. I I could have done without any of any of the first half.
1: Yeah, it, the first it, it it is a little bit of a slow start um, establishing the movie. I I agree with you. There, uh, it could have been paced a little better early on. Uh, but again, I think this—I don't think really Stallone thought as far out of, like, okay, we need to have a scene where I train really hard and then a scene where I go the distance. Like, it could have been a short film of just that. And I think it would have been even better. I think it actually wouldn't have, wouldn't have suffered that much for it. Uh, if it lost, if it trim, trim some of the fat around the Rocky-Adrian story— trim some of the fat around
0: Rocky, um, but I don't think, I mean, living in Philly, the, the, they don't get to, they, Apollo Creed, the, the scene where Apollo Creed realizes he needs a new opponent doesn't come until like quite far into like at least half an hour, 45 minutes into the movie. To me, that's more of the inciting thing. Where you want to have that way early in the movie? Like, I get we have to establish who Rocky is, but there's all there's like this. um, There's so many shots of him just walking around Philadelphia, bouncing that ball against the ground in the first part of the movie. Like, I feel if you just cut those, you cut like 15 minutes out of the movie.
1: Yeah, totally unnecessary. Yeah, bouncing the ball around. Uh, I just um just remembered that whole part.
0: Well, and there's that there's uh, that other weird scene where he goes up where it's the kids in front of the liquor store and he walks the young girl home.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. And, what, what was that? And it was
0: yeah. and she and and he tells her like don't oh, I wish I had the quotes in front of me about not being a don't be a whore. Yeah. <laughs> uh I don't know
1: he says don't um oh, uh, what is it? Don't be Don't <laughs> be it's not doing, but something about like a flu, doesn't he call her a floozy or something? Like yeah, a, maybe. It was some really weird, really like funny. Uh, don't be a whore.
0: <laughs> it was something uh, along those lines. I'm, I'm, I think uh, I'm really trying to. Do- yeah, I'm scanning through IMDB. I, they don't have the quote on here that I can find. Um. But I and by the way, we're going to get into this movie's problem with women at some point in the conversation, because I have a lot to say about that. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, there was just a lot where i like I get you want to establish Rocky's character, but it's not a complicated character. Like there's so much even even the fight at the beginning of the movie that opens the movie like I get you want to open with some action, but like even that has absolutely no bearing on the plot whatsoever.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it, I, like I said, I think I really think it could just be trimmed down into preparing for the fight, running through Philly, training montage, fight. I, I it could be a short a short film. I know that it would probably wouldn't have won best picture if that were the case, but I don't think it would have suffered from it, you know.
0: Um, yeah, I, I do though want to talk for a second about uh, how this movie treats women now. I get it's 1976, okay? I I accept that. But no. was I the only one who felt really uncomfortable in the scene after Rocky and Adrian's date? Where Adrian goes back to his apartment. Uh, she doesn't want to go in. He forces her to go in. She doesn't want to stay. Um, he continually makes moves on her, despite her constant um, uninterest in doing so. When she tries to leave, he physically blocks the door. Then he says uh she says something along the lines of um I don't uh he goes I, I, want, I, I want to kiss I want to give you a kiss and and she goes uh, <laughs> and, and, and she goes I, I don't want to kiss you and he goes well I, well I do want to kiss just I'll kiss you. You don't have to kiss me back. And it's like "Ah, gross. Um and then they I, kiss.
1: I, I actually I I wrote in my I wrote in my notes, Sean. I wrote in my notes. Um Adrian and Rocky's early romance is problematic, and I underline problematic.
0: Yeah. So I, I wrote in back-to-back notes. Yeah, that's. Uh, I said Rocky is a real creep, and then after that, I said, "Is Rocky supposed to be charming to women?"
1: Yeah, it's that that part really need, that needs like a twenty twenty makeover. Where they that just doesn't that scene just doesn't happen because you don't even need that scene in the movie. That they like you can see them courting and, like, dating throughout, especially because of how meek and, like, unassuming Adrian is and how she has that, like, history in the beginning. It, it doesn't It doesn't need to be in the movie. Like, she's basically going from, like, one jerk or one, like, crappy situation to another. At least that's what it feels like. We're supposed to root for Rocky because he's the hero of the movie, but... Yeah, and I agree. It was it was very forced and and very kind of creepy.
0: Yeah, well, and, and I get the idea that you want to start the movie with her shy and not interested in Rocky, and then you want to end the movie where she's very interested in Rocky. I get that progression, and there's so many ways you could go about doing that. Um, that was not the way to do it, uh, unfortunately. And it was very that. And then we talk about him talking with the little girl, and um, there's like almost no main women characters in this movie. Uh, outside of Adrian, um, that you know, not not really a great uh, a great movie for women.
1: No, uh, I'm trying to think if that gets better as the, f- the franchise proceeds, but I I don't think so. I, Adrian's I will say that without spoiling anything, I think Adrian's character does change for the better, but they don't the franchise is not really about strong female leads or strong female characters at all. I I don't, I don't really, I mean, I, it's been a very long time since I've seen anything beyond Rocky three, but uh, yeah, I, I think this is just um, a product of its time product of its era in this case.
0: Yep. I agree. Very odd
1: um you do get a lot of a lot of men yelling oh as great! great shouting
0: great shouting
1: lots of shouting uh my favorite is uh, this is an often quote quoted line but a lot of people don't know it comes from Rocky um uh it, I think it's when I think it's actually it might actually be when when um when Rocky's beaten on the meat when he's pounding the meat in the locker uh and Mickey is, is coaching him, Burgess Meredith. And he goes, you're going to eat lightning and crap there. Yeah. Great, great motivational line there that a lot of people is, I think it's quids quoted in a lot of, uh, a lot of future movies. It, it reminded me when I heard it again, it reminded me of, you ever see Braveheart? No. So there's a, there's a scene in Braveheart where uh, one of the characters is like meeting the Mel Gibson's character William Wallace for the first time, and uh, William Wallace is pretending to be somebody else. And he's like, "Oh, I heard that the the famous William list he he uh, shoots uh, what does he say? He shoots shoots fire from his mouth and craps lightning from his arms." Like that just reminded me reminded me of that. I wonder if uh, if Mel, Mel Gibson saw Rocky and <laughs> wanted to adopt it, but yeah, I think you, you hear that line in, in in other media.
0: Yeah, there was uh, one of one of my favorite Mickey lines was uh, was uh, there were a lot of good back and forths, but they uh, Mickey says to Rocky, "You know what you are," and Rocky goes, "Know what?" and Mickey goes, "A tomato." He goes, "A tomato." Yeah, and I'm running a business here, not a goddamn soup kitchen. Uh, <laughs> A lot of, a lot That's of. That's a solid lines. line. Yeah. Get uh, up, a bum.
1: Get off Rock. Yeah. Great. Uh, great. A lot of yelling. A lot of really, really powerful yelling. Doesn't get any Call better me, than Mick.
0: this. Yeah. See, great. great. Just t-shirt lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are great ones. Um, Matt, let's talk for yeah. a split second as we head towards the end of the hour here. Um, I do want to talk about Carl Weathers uh, and Apollo Creed for a minute, who frankly, I think is. Yes possibly the most interesting character in this movie and i would much rather watch a movie just about him um well you're in luck sean they they made they did they did in fact make one i don't know if it's not it's not about
1: him it's about his son but right it's called apollo you mean creed no, it's, it's, called, it's creed. called creed you had a 50 <laughs> percent chance yes. on
0: that one and <laughs> yep. wrong half. and i failed
1: <laughs> like i said very very little street sleep lots of quarantine lots of, of not sleeping
0: Oh, that's very um, funny.
1: Yeah, you could go ahead and watch the movie Creed. It's about Apollo Creed's son. But my, I heard Michael B. Jordan is very good in it. I guess I'll have to watch the movie before we, we yeah, review it. We're, we're going to watch uh, it. Our series, but yeah. So yeah, you like you liked Apollo Creed in this. You liked uh, Carl Weathers.
0: I thought actor. I thought he was. I thought he. Well, first of all, come on. I mean, Carl Weathers. He's an American treasure. But. Um yes. I just I just appreciated that if you if you wanted someone to play like a, a boisterous successful boxing type like I just really you know he even he had a lot of great lines Apollo Creed versus the Italian Stallion sounds like a damn monster movie. You know, he sort of had that Billy D Williams kind of like uh you know smooth talking Attitude to him. I don't know. I was I was really more interested in what his life is like. Than I get Rocky's life sucks. I'm like I wanted to follow Apollo Creed for a while. Like it seems like he's got a lot of crazy shit going on.
1: Maybe that's what the whole first act of the movie should have been. Like let less Rocky and more Apollo Creed. Hell yeah!
0: Like because because there's no, honestly I would have rather because at the fight at the end you're rooting for Rocky, but I'm like I kind of would have liked to have been a little more conflicted. Where it's like give give Apollo Creed some reason to want to beat Rocky. I don't know. I want to, Oh, this was my other yeah, favorite. Cause I, I
1: think, I think then what you, you would have, you would have people in watching the movie in the theaters, like kind of who, who don't know the ending kind of treating it like a real boxing match. Almost like some half the audience is rooting for Rocky. He's an upper rookie. Um, and uh, going into, like David versus Goliath, with, and then give give them the opportunity to actually root for Apollo Creed too. The other half of the audience rooting for Apollo Creed, and I think then you'll you'll have a much compelling ending for the movie because we all knew Rocky was going to succeed somehow. You don't make that movie and then Rocky gets in the ring and then gets his ass kicked and gets gets knocked out in the first round. Like we knew that wasn't going to happen. The go the distance part. I mean, I guess many people probably, when it came out, probably expected that Rocky was going to win, but the um, the go the distance part is the surprise. You don't think he's going to get knocked out in the first round? Come on! Right. Like, we, we didn't watch this whole movie just to watch that. But give it a little more suspense. I think it would be a little more suspenseful if so if if you had some kind of an investment in Apollo Creed as a character.
0: Absolutely, I agree.
1: Um, best line I thought from Apollo Creed. I liked it when he said at the end of the movie when he goes, Ain't gonna be no wrench. Yeah. And Rocky says, don't want one. Don't want one. But you know what, Sean? They get a rematch.
0: Spoiler alert. We'll find out Indeed. next week. Um Matt, I want to talk about the fight at the end of the movie. Obviously, the big climax. Um I thought the fight was exceptionally well shot. I mean, it was just a a great thing to watch. Um, you know, I feel like boxing is, is a, a sport that can be tough to shoot uh, because it's open on all sides. It's very close and intimate between two people. So you can't really get in there too much. Um, and I enjoy it. I mean, no, it's, the I, sweet, it's the sweet science, exactly, right? the sweet it, science, they call it. That's exactly right. And I think uh, for me, that was by far the highlight of the movie was, was the fight. scene. If, again, if that were just a short film, I would have been very happy.
1: Yeah, I, I never realized it before uh, watching, like, doing this rewatch. It really, it could have benefited from trimming that whole first part of the movie out. Like you said, it it is kind of boring in places, and it's kind of weird in other places and uncomfortable, especially Rocky uh, and his, his, his idea of courtship uh, towards, yeah. towards Adrian there. Uh, but, you know, all's well that ends well. Adrian's there to watch him fight. Uh, and uh, Adrian, classic. Where's
0: your hat? Yep, gets all classic. the way, gets awesome. all the way to the end. Goes the distance, as they say. He
1: goes the distance, and uh, doesn't die. Looks, he looks pretty banged up. Looks pretty bad by the end of it. Not gonna well, lie, those uh, makeup makeup team did a great job on that.
0: Well, and Carl Weathers looks pretty fucked up by the end of it too.
1: Sure. Yeah, they, they they definitely did a good job making you believe they went they went the distance, so. Yeah. Uh I also want to talk briefly about the soundtrack. Oh hell I I, I thought the soundtrack was amazing. In this I'm movie. sorry, are you
0: talking about I, I, Bill Conti's soundtrack?
1: <laughs> I wrote that I wrote that in that in my um in my notes. It's just um amazing soundtrack on all caps. Because I never realized how good it was. Uh, the budget for the movie famously was twenty-five grand. Twenty-five thousand. That was for everything: composers, musicians, working time, rental time for the studio. Yep. The, even the tape it was recorded on, all, all had to equal, uh, or be less than twenty-five thousand grand. Twenty-five thousand dollars. That's uh that's in human human language. That's how you say twenty-five thousand dollars. So. <laughs> um, not twenty five thousand grand. That's uh, that's pretty amazing when you think about it. How, how cheap that is for for a, a soundtrack. I don't know the figures. Like what what does a soundtrack in a movie usually go go for when you're talking about recording and musicians and all
0: that? I don't have the faintest clue.
1: Yeah, but I would I would guess it'd be a lot more than twenty five G.
0: Probably, probably, especially because like, I know. guess
1: it'd, it'd probably be like at least four, to- four times that.
0: Yeah, well, and this is before computers and stuff too. So I mean, everything was actually really recorded for real. Um, and w- what's great is that the, of course, the most famous song, uh, "Gonna Fly Now," um, was landed number one on the Billboard chart in 1977 and earned an Academy Award nomination for Best Original Song.
1: Yeah, what was what was Rocky up against? What other uh... What other movies?
0: Yeah. So we can talk about the Academy Awards for a second here. Rocky, okay. uh, at the 49th Academy Awards, uh, in 1977, Rocky won best picture, uh, for best picture was up against all the president's men bound for glory network and taxi driver. Would I argue two to three of those movies are better than Rocky? Probably, but I wasn't an Academy voter in the, uh, in that time. Um, John G. Avildsen won best director for Rocky. Um, Sylvester Stallone was nominated for Best Actor, lost to Peter Finch. Um, Talia Shire, uh, Adrian uh, was nominated for Best Actress, lost to Faye Dunaway in Network. Both Burgess Meredith and Burt Young as Polly were both nominated for Best Supporting Actor, but that went to Jason Roberts and All the President's Men. Um, they lost Screenplay, Sylvester Stallone's Screenplay, lost to Network, um, but... Uh, for some reason, wasn't nominated for best original score, which I don't understand. But like I said, lost to uh, the love theme from a star is born um, music by Barbara Streisand uh, for original song. And then did win uh best film editing.
1: What a, what a hot year for the Oscars. Uh, I, I love the movie network, by the way. That's one of my, one of my all time favorites.
0: Yeah. Fascinating you, to me. You've seen that I have not seen network. Uh, I don't watch oh. movies, but uh, which I would love to actually at some point, because it seems like a movie I'd really That's enjoy.
1: Very much a Sean Jennings movie. Yeah, if I've ever if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's fascinating to me uh, that it would win best actor, best actress, best supporting actress uh, and best screenplay, but would not win best picture. Very interesting.
1: Yeah. Final uh, trivia, a little bit of trivia of the night, Sean. Without looking it up, you've got five seconds. And if you can get this in the five seconds, you got a T-shirt. There's right, a T-shirt I, in it I'm for you. I'm not going to
0: cheat. I'm not going to cheat. Okay? Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, I'm going to give you three seconds now because I hear your fingers at the keyboard.
0: I've stopped that. You got to know it. You either know it or you don't. I'm on camera. Look what here. I'll keep both name? my hands in frame. Yeah.
1: What was the name, Sean, of Rocky's dog? Three... 2 I have
0: no I have no idea. 1 I'm going to guess. I'm going to just uh, I'm going
1: to okay. I'm going to
0: make up a guess. That's a joke. And I'm going to say it was named Frank after his brother Frank Stallone. Good guess. No. Actually, the dog's name is Botkiss. That's right. That's, right. And that's it's,
1: right. It's it's Sylvester Stallone's dog in real life.
0: I I did not know that. There you go. Very fun.
1: Yeah. That's his, his real-life dog. Um, Perry, all right, we'll give you one more chance, Sean. You got you got a chance at redemption here. Okay, ready? Okay. I'll give you five five seconds on this one. Five seconds on this one for the T-shirt. All right, ready? Okay, yep. According to the second edition of the script, what is Rocky's real name? Five, four, three. Rock- Rockaford. Two, what no, it's Robert. His oh. real name is Robert Valboa. Oh. Uh, in, in, a, in a unreleased script that never made it to the final version of the film, uh his, his he, you, you learn that his full name is Robert Robert Um Franco Balboa. Robert Yeah, Robert Franco Balboa. He um, He's called Rocky as a nickname after the boxer Rocky Marciano. Oh, okay. So there you go. Oh. Rocky Marciano is a real boxer. He's the I think he's the inspiration for, I want to say Raging Bull. I think that was De Niro. I think Rocky Marciano was the inspiration for him, but Rocky Balboa is named also named after him. Sean, have you ever had a Balboa sandwich?
0: I have not. What's on a Balboa sandwich? Oh, you got to try e- it—raw eggs. Uh,
1: you know, <laughs> raw eggs and raw beef, and uh, the blood of the innocent. No, it's um, it's it's good. It's a. I'm trying to find it now, and it, uh, internet doesn't want to cooperate with me. It's a. It's like a a deli sandwich i, I think I've, I've had it in many many a deli in my time uh it, it's a uh it's a philadelphia state staple is what it is
0: okay oh here we
1: go okay it's it's basically it's basically a philly cheesesteak on a roll i
0: think well what does a philly cheesesteak normally come oh. out if it's not a roll it's a shaved roast According beef sandwich to, with melted Swiss cheese served on toasted garlic bread.
1: Yeah, so it's a it's a it's a rendition on a on a Philly uh Philly cheesesteak. And I, I found out that it comes from my home county, Westchester, New York. That's probably why you've never heard of it, Sean. I didn't know it was a regional thing. I apologize. Yeah. I thought it was more famous. Just like diners, I didn't know that was a regional thing, until I'm Virginia. Um and just like uh, real bagels.
0: Yeah, I'm not I'm not allowed in Westchester County after what I did there, so uh, that's probably probably why <laughs> uh, I've never yeah. had one.
1: Probably for the best. Yep. Probably for the best. I told you, John, I told you, you can't eat pizza with, so with a knife and fork. Uh,
0: but my hands were going to get so but... greasy. Oh. Uh, get out of here. Matt, can I drop a, one last fun fact from my end on you? Let's hear it. Okay, uh, it's a. Is bill- there a T-shirt in for me? No, there isn't. Just the satisfaction of okay. knowing things. Um, and this is a Bill right. Conti fun fact. Okay, Bill Conti um, composed a lot of things. You would probably know. Um, not only Rocky and and its sequels, uh, but he also did the movie. Uh, he also did the Masters of the Universe live action film. He did. Um, the Thomas Crown Affair, Inferno, he did the theme songs to Dynasty, Falcon Crest, Cagney and Lacey, the original version of American Gladiators, um, among other, but he also scored which film we've talked about on this show.
1: Moneyball. No. Uh, um. Do I get a second guess? Sure. We've talked about many a film, Sean, on it, this it, podcast. It, it's here, it's
0: right here. I'll give you a hint because it's it's right. If you think about the time frame, Bill Conti okay. was sort of rocking and rolling here. Nineteen eighty-one, this film came out. Right.
1: Okay. I'm gonna say. I mean this this was around the time of Star Wars, but we it obviously wasn't that. It's Sean Williams. I know that I know. I, I, I don't know many things, but I know that John Williams did Star Wars, not a not Bill Conti. Um, Sean, I'm at a loss here. Oh, uh, well, that I'm would at be a loss. Uh, like, the, I could I could take more time. It's a great what movie. What, what, give, it, give me the movie.
0: It's a great get. Uh, not only did he score the movie, he also wrote the theme song sung by Sheena Easton. A song that was later nominated for both an Academy Award and the Golden Globe. Still not helping you. It was for, Sean. We never talked about. It was for your eyes only.
1: uh you know, I, I wasn't thinking Bond <laughs> at all. I don't. <laughs> we did it like thirty of It Could not have been further from my mind. <laughs> I was like, what other, what other, like late seventies movies did we watch besides? I, yeah, no, I bond movies were not even I don't even think we talked about Moneyball. I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my well, mind. I,
0: I thought I thought you I thought we, I, I, I
1: definitely didn't talk about Moneyball.
0: But I didn't want to correct you, but I thought you meant Thunderball and you misspoke, and I was gonna be polite and not correct you.
1: Oh. Uh, I I now I, I wish I hadn't said anything because that's <laughs> a lot smarter than <laughs> I I just I just read I think it's because I just finished rereading Moneyball and uh, for some reason, I, I sometimes I connect reading books with this podcast because sometimes I read books for this podcast. So that's I think it's just the the neural pathway waves in my brain got all discombobulated there. But but really, okay. So for your eyes only, that was one of the one of the better themes for sure. One of the better bond themes.
0: Yeah, absolutely, a great score as well. So there you go, a little bit fun fact for you. All right, Matt, mm. uh, we're just about out of time here, yeah. so I would like to finish. Uh, this up, and I think we should do it for all the movies in this series. I want us to score the movie. So, okay. uh, what what do you think would be a good scale on which to rate rate this movie? Should we do it on an order of like zero to zero to ten right hooks? Or
1: how, how many rounds does Rocky go? How, hey! many, how many rounds is that fight? Like?
0: I love it out of 15 because <laughs> it's a boxing, a boxing match goes 15. Okay. So, so, so zero to 15 so rounds. Do...
1: Yes. Okay. So I will say, uh, zero to 15 rounds, Sean. Uh, I'm going to give this uh, 12, 12, 12 rounds. It went, it didn't, didn't quite go the distance, fell short in some areas, but the powerful score, the great characters, I, I, you got to say Burgess Meredith makes up like, Seven of those rounds right there.
0: So, absolutely, absolutely, a, an interesting movie. Uh, I, I would I have picked it if you had if you had said. I'm trying to think how I want to phrase this. I would not have believed this one Best Picture if I had already known that. Like that, I find watching it. I'm like, it's a good movie, but like Best Picture. But also the Academy Awards are weird and Crash won Best Picture. So what do I know? Um, I, I <laughs> you know what, Matt. I'm going to say, I think you absolutely nailed it. That's where I was going to go. I will go 12 rounds as well. I think that's pretty accurate. Get pretty deep into the fight. It's a good movie. It has a lot, I would say, it has a lot of great moments and a lot of mediocre moments that drag it down. But I think overall, a very good movie. I enjoyed watching it, which I don't say a lot about a lot of movies. Uh, and I'm definitely excited because I know the sequels get crazier and stupider as they go on. So I'm very excited to see what comes next in this series.
1: I will say that I, I do have a personal favorite. In the movies, I'm quite I'm partial to Rocky Rocky Three. Okay. I think Three was the best one, so uh, I, I like to I I do think that they they do kind of some ways they kind of get better as you go, so you have that to look forward to. And then so,
0: and then Rocky um, Five, which I just read.
1: Yeah, and then there's and then there's Rocky Five, yeah. a
0: film so bad it sank the entire franchise uh, for for two decades, and currently has a 26 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm very excited to watch it.
1: It's like it's just like Godfather Three. You just pretend like that one didn't happen, yeah. like, like Godfather Three or the Star Wars. Hey, I'll say the Star Wars sequels now. I'm not even going to say the prequels anymore, because the sequels were even worse. So that's right. Uh, uh, just like the Star Wars sequels uh, and the and, and Godfather Three. Just ignore Rocky Five. Pretend like it never happened.
0: There's a very funny chart on the because the Rocky series has a Wikipedia page and there's a chart down the bottom where it's uh, awards and it's got it's a chart for Academy Awards as picture director actor best actor and then they have the movies on the vertical. And so Rocky has won one nominated nominated one one nominated and then like nothing for any of the other movies. It's very funny. Um Matt, I think that's going to do it for, uh, for this and first in our series. We're going to be back next week with Rocky II, 1979's Rocky II. Uh, what will happen to our favorite boxer uh, in the next movie? We're going to find out. Um, but that's going to do it for this. So make sure you go to our website up for um, and check out what we've got going on there, all the past episodes. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. We're there in the video version on YouTube. And of course, you can follow us at up 4 TV on Twitter, email us up for TV at gmail.com. Uh, but that's going to wrap up this up for debate Presents. On behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. And we'll see you back in the ring.